You're listening to the only place on the internet that offers the perfect blend of high-quality premium cigars and cryptocurrency news and commentary. Welcome to Cigars and Crypto. Now here's your host, Invest Noir. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Cigars and Crypto. I am so pleased to have my friend, Arlen Colwick. Arlen, how are you today, sir? All right. It's great to be on the show. I'm doing very well, having a great time uh, overseas in Europe. And um, yeah, all is well. Fantastic, my friend. Fantastic. Well, uh, let's jump right in, my friend. Tell me about yourself. Okay. I'm one of the co-founders. So yeah, I, I played a role in, um, in writing the white paper. And obviously, uh, the, the, thing, the thing I like the most is kind of solving abstract problems. Things like protocol design really, really do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess, um, I mean, more broadly, my background, um, we, we founded the BlockNet in 2014. Um, late that year, after a number of conversations about what a decentralized internet would look like. Um, and where it led to was our having this vision of um, being able to use all the technologies on the currently existing blockchains from a different blockchain or from no blockchain. Um, because the fact of the matter is, even in 2014, there were thousands of blockchains out there. Um, but they, they only kind of were known by their communities, which are you know small communities of maybe a few thousand people each. Um, but some of the technology was amazing. And so we thought, well, you know, um, what this needs is something like the internet, but for blockchains. There needs to be a protocol that gets these things interoperating, but that is as open-ended as TCP IP is and has such, and would have such incredible benefits for the entire ecosystem, just as TCP IP did. Um, and that was our vision. And um, yeah, I think um, we stuck to it over the years. And as of this year, we have some, some super exciting things to show for it. That's fantastic. I happen to be uh, glancing at your website and it says here that it's the internet of blockchains and that yeah. it's a layer two interoperability protocol that facilitates communication and interaction between two blockchains or multiple blockchains. But I have a question for you. That interaction, that interoperability, is it for similar blockchains? Like, would it be, could you transact or communicate with uh, between Ethereum blockchain and the Tron blockchain? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are basically um, our X router technology. It's the, it's the first ever blockchain router. And um, it works out of the box with pretty much everything out there. So uh, the, the, the state of things is, is twofold. Firstly, there's what the code can support, and that's basically everything. The second aspect to it is what actual people are running full nodes of various blockchains on our interchain network. So the way, the way that XRata works is um, there is this peer-to-peer network running with a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of nodes running on that. And anyone can run, um, you know, a full node of one or another blockchain. Um, now we can build support for Tron, for example. But if if 
at, the, at any point in time, there's no one running full nodes on that network, then on our network, then no one can in fact interact with Tron. So that, and that's the case at the moment. So we have um, our Ethereum nodes in testing and, and functioning. We haven't actually made the big announcement and you know gone all kind of gone all public with the fact that Ethereum is fully supported because it's it's still in testing. But you can actually um, interact with the Ethereum blockchain using Xrata. Um, and you know again, none of this requires our doing it specifically. The, the code is open source. The technology is decentralized. And literally anybody, any dev team can get involved. Um, get their blockchain running on, a, on our interchain network and, and, and off they go. It's, it's, not, it's not technology that requires our permission for anyone to do this. I feel privileged. I feel like I got a scoop just now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just got a scoop. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Sure. One of the things that I observed when I was installing the application, when I was getting the Blocknet set up on my PC is in fact what you said that it connects to full nodes that you have running on your PC and now I understand how that interoperability works because you have these nodes already on your network and uh, if it's supported and you're running this full node then you can connect with multiple people um, and the the Blocknet infrastructure and, and ecosystem benefits from having these connections to these full nodes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's also some, another important point here, which is that um, we have two products. One is aim, aimed at developers and the other is aimed at, at traders. So the fundamental, like the foundation of the interchain is XRouter. Um, and that's primarily a developer tool. And that's, that is the piece that, interoperates with pretty much everything out there. Um, now, the cool thing about XRouter is it doesn't require you as a user of, of it. Let's say you're a developer looking to build an interchain DAP um, or some kind of cool service that, that gets two different blockchains working together in some way. Um, that developer, you, you wouldn't have to download any full blockchains at all if they're already supported on the network. Um, now, before I get too into XRouter, because I'm sure we'll get into that shortly, um, the other thing that we do is um, on top of our core protocol, we've built a decentralized exchange. And this is, this is called Blockdex, and it's one of like, pretty much an infinite number of potential things that, that, that will be built on it. Um, and that, that currently still requires that you run full node of each blockchain in order to trade in a, in a completely de- decentralized manner. But in the near future, um, as the code on, on, on Blockdex progresses, we will enable you to not have to have any blockchains locally, which is pretty important, I think, because not a lot of people want to download at least two blockchains before they can trade. They're used to logging into you know, Bitfinex or something and then just going right ahead and trading. And we want to enable an experience that is that seamless and that easy? Um, so I think in the near in the near future, you're going to be seeing that functionality coming to Blockdex, and that's all going to be powered by XRouter at the bottom. Okay, that's good to know. Now I am an infrastructure guy, so when I hear router, I'm thinking it's a physical piece of hardware. But what you're saying is okay. it's software. Is that correct? 
yeah, it's all software. Okay. Um, we're not we're not developing technology on the sort of physical layer of the of the internet. Um, I think there are other projects that are doing a decent job of that, and I mean maybe in due course we'll find that our users are also using that hardware as well. But that is outside of, of, of our domain. Um, what we're doing is enabling you to work out what services run on what blockchains and then to interact with those chains without having to download the whole chain or duplicate the data on that chain any, anywhere else. That to me is, is the key. You can look up and then interact with pretty much any chain out there. That sounds great, my friend. Hey, let's take a quick break. And I want to get a word in from our sponsors. And then when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about the block decks. Okay. Super. All right. Fantastic. We'll be right back, folks. Hey, folks, it's your boy, Invest Noir. Thank you so much for listening to Cigars and Crypto. We would really appreciate if you would sponsor our show. If you're listening to this on Anchor FM, there's a sponsor button there. Anything that you can donate to us would be greatly appreciated. And in the show notes, we have some cryptocurrency addresses. Feel free to drop a few Satoshi or some Litecoin on us. We'd appreciate it. One love, y'all. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Cigars and Crypto. I'm your host, Invest Noir, and I am on the line with my man, Arlen Colwick, the co-founder of the BlockNet Project. I got that wrong the first time. He's the co-founder <laughs> of the BlockNet Project. Now, before we left for break, we were talking about the block decks, the decentralized application that's used for uh, trading uh, cryptocurrencies. Can you give us a little bit more information about that? Where can folks find it? Um, a high-level overview of how it works would be fantastic. All right. Well, BlockDex was the first major thing that we decided to build. The reason for that is um, we wanted to build something on our own platform. We learn a lot of things about, about what the platform needs when, when you build on it, right? Um, in addition, we are building what we call the interchain. Um, it's, you might also call it the, the internet of blockchains. Um, and, um, well, you know, the thing about the interchain is, um, it, it's kind of like the internet of value. Everything is intrinsically monetizable. And so it was important to us to develop something that could monetize any interchain service. And so by building block decks, we had to build all this, all this tech that enabled the monetization of any service. Um, so it kind of killed a lot of birds with one stone, right? Um, anyway, as it is today, block decks is, um, is, just a really great, beautiful-looking, easy-to-use exchange. Yes, you it is. From 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 blocknet.co, um, and then uh, it, it automatically configures itself to talk to the wallets that you have on your computer. Mm -hmm. Then you're presented with this, I think, really, really great-looking user interface, and you can start trading in a completely decentralized way. Um, yes. And I think I should probably elaborate on that. Um, there are a lot of DEXs out there. And I, from the time at which Bitcoin got uh, the opcode known as check lock time verify, DEXs started springing up because it was the first time that you could trade in a completely secure way um, using atomic swaps. Now, um, the problem with all the DEXs coming out is that it's very, it's very common for them to start with something like an atomic swap and be like, cool, we built a DEX, we're done. Here's the product. The thing is, 
exchanges are actually a lot more complicated than just atomic swaps. Um, literally any exchange, whether it's centralized or decentralized, has four core functions. And unless you decentralize all of those, I don't think it's correct to call it a DEX. And there are probably like another 10 things you should seriously consider decentralizing before you can take your, your product seriously. Um, the four core functions are capital storage, so where the actual coins are stored. Then there is the, the order book. Something needs to compile the order book. Then thirdly, there is the matching engine. So how are orders matched against each other? And then finally, there is settlement. So like, who, how do you actually shuttle the coins to whoever deserves them? Um, now, um, we have decentralized all four of those, of those functions. It's, it's not easy. It took a long time and a lot of thought. We have a unique solution that I don't think anyone else has, has really gotten very close to, in, in my opinion. Um, so I don't know if I should get deep into the tech side of things. I'm very happy to. But, uh, <laughs> what, what's where you want to go next? You know what? I think uh, the majority of my users right now probably have whiskey in one hand and a cigar in the other. Uh, <laughs> we don't have to get too deep with the technicals. Uh, I like your users. This is <laughs> But what I will say from personal experience is uh, I have installed BlockDex. Um, I have connected it uh, to three blockchains that I have on my PC, and uh, it really is sexy. I do like the interface, the user experience as well, um, and I will be sharing um, a write-up and instructions from your website uh, on how to get it set up uh, for my users who want to use it. That's awesome. That's really okay. cool. So let me ask you another question, my friend. And I ask this of all of my guests, mm -hmm. where do you see cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology in the next three to five years? Oh, such a good question. Three to five years, I see a, a really, really interesting set of developments. And one is, is of a special interest to me, but the, uh, I'll start with, um, with scaling solutions just because it's something that a lot of people are aware of. We are on the edge of a revolution in scalability, a real thing. It's not just like the, the hype that came out in 2017 where people were promising like a million transactions per second and that's basically all nonsense. There are some, there are some technologies out there. That my, my favorite is Avalanche, which are going to fundamentally change the performance of blockchains. And I cannot wait to see that happen. That's one thing. Um, and I hope once the protocol is well built that most coins adopt Avalanche. It's going to be incredible. Um, it's not the only thing in town, but I mention it because it's, it's my favorite. The second thing that's going to happen is um, decentralized finance is growing up fast. It's mostly on Ethereum. I am bowled away by just how cool this is. You can, you can interact with contracts which therefore require no bureaucrats, no queues, no KYC, no nonsense, and it'll enable you to borrow money, and to lend money, and to do all the things that you want to do in the traditional world, but in this beautiful, decentralized, trustless way. I'm enjoying it so much, I can't tell you how cool it is. That sounds um, interesting. That's coming. And then the third thing, which is kind of my specialty, is the interchain. We're gonna see a world where blockchains are increasingly interoperating. 
the blocknet isn't the only isn't the only player in the space. Um, we do think we have the better approach because ours is unopinionated with regard to which blockchains you use, and that's really important. And I'll give I'll give you an analogy. Imagine TCP/IP, which is basically the internet. Um, preferred or privileged one website over other websites. How would everybody feel about that? It wouldn't feel great. And in fact, what they do is they develop a different protocol and a different one that basically did the same thing, all privileging one over another. And then you'd have a big turf war instead of the internet, right? We really do want the internet of blockchains to, to emerge. Anyway, where I'm going is that we're going to see blockchains interacting increasingly. And where I think that leads is that we're going to see people running these really performant, really, really innovative blockchains with incredible financial applications built on them. And the real power of all of this isn't going to be just at the blockchain level, but it's going to be in what you can build by orchestrating these different chains together. Because there are thousands of services out there that are all maturing and are all solving real problems. But imagine you could do that. I mean, just, just to to do another comparison today, if you're building an app or a website for the traditional internet or for a smartphone, you don't really write all that much. Actually, you don't build a lot from scratch because someone out there has built a payment gateway. Someone out there has built like a two factor authenticator service. Um, someone out there has built pretty much all the stuff that you need um, most of the time. And that means you can build things really quickly. You can do like quite simple coding and make great applications fast and cheaply. And that's why, that's, that's why all this stuff is possible. That's why the internet is, is the way it is. Um, and that's on the basis of a thing called the API ecosystem. So you basically just plug into an API and you don't have to build the whole big complicated thing behind the API. You just, you just use the API. Now, what the interchain is doing is exactly what the API ecosystem has done for the internet. So instead of having to code your own smart contracts, which should take you like two to four years, it's really difficult stuff. Um, you can just interact with a, with a contract that's already on, a, on one blockchain and there's maybe another amazing service on a different blockchain, which would take you like another two years to build if you did it yourself. But you don't have to, you just interact with that one and then you orchestrate them together into your magical new interchain app and off you go. And that is where we headed. This to me, will be the time in which blockchains really start to achieve their potential. I think that's where we're headed. I think that's where the internet is headed. And I cannot wait to be there. That was so insightful. That's so <laughs> insightful. It's just amazing the things that um, people in this space see coming and how those thoughts can translate into tangible things and actionable software and yeah. i'm actually looking forward to the next three to five years for the blockchain space because it's going to be amazing absolutely amazing wait. yeah <laughs> yeah it's only going to get better from here okay. we really are on the verge of of a proper decentralized ecosystem um, i mean think about it like even last year the, the ecosystem was basically centralized I mean, in, in order to act, interact with blockchains, you use exchanges and a bunch of other stuff that were just, you know, private companies. 
um, we all existed kind of on the edges of these things and didn't really exist inside the, the decentralized systems. But that's, that's changing as we speak. We are very, very close to, actually, they were very close to the dream that Bitcoin was, was, was started to, to achieve. I mean, look at what's in the Genesis, in the Genesis block. It's uh, the date and then uh, some chancellor on the verge of, of another bailout for the banks. I mean, this is a quotation about the, the big mess that, that things were in in 2008. Bitcoin was designed to make a freaking huge mess and to disrupt that horrible system. Right? Indeed it was. But the thing is, we can't do that without a decentralized ecosystem around it. We won't disrupt anything huge if we're all still using centralized exchanges, we're all using trusted third parties to interact with Bitcoin. We need this, this internet of blockchains to get where we're going. And it is where we're going. It's coming. Arlen, thank you so much for your time today, sir. I really do appreciate it, my friend. Yeah, thank you. It's been great. This was a fantastic discussion. And I'm looking forward to having you back on the show just to pick your brain, man. You're such a bright guy. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. I'd love to be back on the show. Uh, let Let me know when you want to have me. That sounds good, my friend. Thanks so much. You make sure you have a good day, okay? 